Welcome to my podcast, How to Parent Peacefully. Join me, Pamela Query, Certified Hand-in-Hand Parenting Instructor, as I share with you the secrets to parenting with connection, not control. If you're ready to enjoy raising your children by creating a peaceful home where kids want to cooperate and you keep your cool, you're in the right place. You'll be inspired to create a peaceful and playful home without resorting to threats or bribes so that you can create lifelong connected relationships with your kids and support them to be happy, confident and peaceful. Okay, welcome dear parents. So last week I talked about the problem with punishments and rewards and how you might do things differently in your parenting. So I wanted this week, uh, and yes, if you haven't checked out that episode yet, um, you might want to listen to that before. Uh, this is very much a follow-on episode from the punishments and rewards episode. Um, so yeah, to follow on from that, I wanted to talk this week about consequences, because this is something that comes up over and over again, um, that consequences has become a euphemism for punishments so often, um, and or, you know, a, a thinly veiled punishment and it's called a consequence and then it's okay somehow so I invite you to notice the difference and and ask yourself is this a punishment or is it actually a consequence there's so much talk in parenting circles about consequences and so that is why I really wanted to spend a little bit of time breaking down what exactly we mean by consequences and the discussions I see online about them are um around logical consequences and natural consequences and um, that somehow you know we need to think or, you know our, our children need to have consequences in order to learn how to behave well that their actions have consequences so and um, there needs to be either a natural consequence or there needs to be a logical consequence but what I you know what I find is um that that often parents are asking in these groups you know what is the natural consequence or what is the logical consequence for this type of behavior uh so straight away those alarm bells go off for me going well if you're trying to come up with if you're trying to invent uh uh some kind of a consequence then it's not logical or natural that you know you've somehow strayed off the path um and uh you know so the thinking goes like this and I think I think this is how it goes anyway from what I can glean from the conversations um that a child needs to learn that their actions have consequences otherwise they'll grow up to be rude and disrespectful okay um and the argument goes that this is different this is very much different from a punishment so we aren't imposing something on our child on purpose we're just allowing our child to suffer the consequences of whatever it is that they did or whatever their behavior was so for example you know if a child throws a toy and breaks it then they learn that their action has a negative consequence that the toy is broken now because they threw it and you know that they will learn from that experience and they won't do it again but the thing is that there's a I'm going to I'm going to just break it down a little bit about where this uh, what, what the difficulties are with this or where it runs short. So what if um, a child throws the toy and it doesn't break? You know, how do they learn from that? So um, and I think that's where the argument would go, you know, then this is where logical consequences come in. So the logical consequence there is that if you if if you as a parent then decide okay, you've, child, you've thrown this toy and now I'm going to put it away and I'm not going to let you play with it because um, you've thrown it. 
So um, there are a number of problems that I can see with this reasoning. And first up, we are working off this behaviorist model. So um, I invite you to always notice, you know, whenever you hear of parenting strategies or quick fixes or tools or techniques around parenting, it's like, is this working in the behaviorist model or is this working in a connection-based model? Um, and the behaviorist model is very much comes from this belief that children don't know how to behave well and we have to teach them. Um, so if a child throws a toy, they don't know that that is wrong or they have to, you know, they have to learn that that's not acceptable behavior. So we have to teach them that it's unacceptable. Um, and we do, and we generally, in the behaviorist approach, we generally teach them that it's unacceptable through um, this system of punishments and rewards, uh, punishing the unacceptable behavior, positively reinforcing or rewarding the good behavior. And I talk about that in my previous podcast. Um, and the thing is, we've probably explained to our child a million times like not to throw their toys that it's not okay you know we've, we've explained why we've told them you know that the toy might break they might hurt someone they might hurt themselves and if you actually ask your child whenever you have a moment where your child is feeling calm and relaxed you know if you actually ask them you know what do you think about throwing toys uh you know what have we talked about about um throwing toys then generally I mean depending on what age they are they'll they'll respond and say oh no we've talked about that and we're not meant to throw toys and this might happen or that might happen your children are very smart they get it you've probably explained that quite a few times now some of them might argue you know it's fun to throw toys and then you can have that conversation but sometimes it's okay to throw them in certain situations and sometimes it's not so children get the nuance of that but uh what is really going on in the heat of the moment is that a child has lost lost their sense of connection. And this is the connection-based model rather than the behaviour-based model. And like that, whenever we look at the at the brain science, the brain chemistry behind all of this, um, that whenever children's behaviour goes off track, they have actually lost that sense of connection. Their emotional brain is flooded. It is on high alert. And that could be for a number of reasons. It could be due to immediate disconnection in the moment, or it could be because of a backlog of emotional tension. It could be um, stress in the moment, um, emotions running high in the moment, or these old triggers as well coming up into the present and clouding their judgment. And when that happens, for whatever the reason is, whenever um, a child loses their sense of connection, um, their emotional brain takes over and they actually completely lose access to their prefrontal cortex, their thinking brain. So the thinking brain goes offline. So a child literally can't think in that moment. They forget that they're not, it's not a good idea to throw the, the toy. They forget about all those previous conversations that they had. They have no self-control. They have very little judgment. They have poor impulse control. Their decision-making goes out the window. And, you know, it's not just me saying this, like Dan Siegel, um, is a very prominent neuroscientist and he he has done all the research on this and he has uh, published studies about this written books about this um and he could probably describe to you on a much better than i could on a sort of a molecular level what's going on but that's what happened is children lose access to that thinking part of their brain and um, so children can't even take in or process the consequence whatever that consequence is that is there what they really need in the moment is help and that's our role as a parent to help and guide them that they need um, our calm nervous system to calm their system so that their thinking brain can come back online again. So whenever we respond with connection, the emotional brain um, receives the signal all is well. I don't need to panic. Um, and then the thinking brain comes back online and your child is able to to um, 
think again and to make good decisions and to control their impulses. Um, so the thing is that if in that moment, if we are preoccupied with looking for the consequence, then we aren't attuning to what our child actually needs in that moment. Um, because if we can attune to that, we can look at that behavior and say, actually, in this moment, my child, this is a, a cry for help. My child needs my help in the moment instead of uh, thinking about punishing that behavior. So whenever we instead can respond with what our child needs, which is warmth and empathy and understanding, then um, your child can start to think again and their behavior will improve and they'll remember, oh, yeah, it's not a good idea to throw this toy across the room. Plus, we have some added bonuses to responding in that way. So first of all, you haven't used power over your child. You haven't overpowered them. You haven't tried to control their behavior. You haven't. Um, so because you haven't tried to control their behavior, you haven't damaged that parent-child relationship that is so sacred, so important, so fundamental to actually building cooperation and respect and kindness and all of those nice qualities that we want. Um, the other thing we've done is we've um, given our child this really strong message that I'm here to help you when things get tough. I'm not here to punish you. I'm not here to make life hard. I'm here to help you. Another issue that I have with consequences is so often they are actually punishments. So if there is a genuine consequence, absolutely fine. That will be that will happen anyway, completely without us thinking about it, or without us planning it or anything like that if there is a consequence you know there there it is it's happened so and that does happen and children do learn from that so often these so-called consequences are actually punishments um so you know if the if this consequence is genuine you know if the toy breaks it breaks the child learns from that experience um but, you know, so many of our children's actions don't have any immediate consequences, whether those are natural consequences or that whether those are logical consequences that we have put in place. Um, so, you know, if a child calls their little brother names, for example, um, you know, the natural consequence there is that the other child has hurt feelings. But whenever the whenever the child that is doing the name calling um, you know, they whenever they're in that place, that they're, they're probably because their thinking brain is not working, they're probably not going to be able to take in that that other child is actually has hurt feelings because they are in their own hurt. Um, and they need to be, we need to help them out of their own hurt so they can actually empathize with the other child that's involved. But then, you know, we decide the logical consequence is to send the offending child to their room, give them a time out, tell them to go up to their room and think about what they've done. Um, and what we're telling them there is the message that we're giving them there is that they don't deserve to stay if they've been mean to everyone or someone so we're telling them my love for you is dependent on how you behave my love is conditional on your behavior uh, so what you've just done there is you've punished your child for their struggles instead of helping them and supporting them without shame or pain. And look, I've been there, I've done it. I'm, I'm sure I'll probably do it again. Like in those moments when it's exactly the same process for us, when our own judgment gets clouded, we get over, we get overcome by emotions. We can't think straight and these old patterns slip in and we start scolding and telling off and shaming our kids. And, you know, I've, I've been there many times myself. And um, so it's not about, you know, um, you know, it's not like I've got it all figured out, but this is a practice and it's good just to understand what we're aiming for. And there's many times we'll slip up, but uh, there's many times we'll get it right as well. Uh, and we can always apologize for those times that and, and break down and explain it to our child what's going on. And that can help with their emotional development as well. So it's not about being perfect all the time, far from it. 
Um, so no guilt. I don't want this to be a, oh goodness, I have punished my child or I've done it in this way and, and I've, I've damaged them for life. You know, um, every parent is doing their best with what they have and the information they have. Okay, so the other thing is, um, I think this is important too, that we talk about, you know, natural or logical consequences that when we think what, what how we would naturally respond to our child, um, um, we would naturally want to help our children if something it, they're struggling with something. Um, and, you know, say, for example, if a child pours their drink out onto the floor and then, you know, the natural consequence is, well, you don't get any more. So, well, what if if they're really thirsty and, you know, are we going to decide we're not going to get them another drink? We're not going to help them with that. And um, nope, it's a natural consequence and you, you go thirsty um, and that sounds really punitive and really unkind to me um, and not something you want to model um, for your children, that, that, that type of response. Um, so, I mean, yes, we might decide that we're not going to, you know, keep giving them cups and just pour it all over the floor. So we might say to them, OK, you're having a hard time struggling with pouring the water out. And I, I don't want you to do that right now. Um, and you, you can give them a closed up cup or a bottle or whatever. Um, or you can say, I'll, I'll hold the cup and you take a sip and then you need to give it back to me. Um, and you can stop them. I'm not going to let you tip that out right now. Come over to the sink sink, and you can pour the water out there. That's fine. Um, but then, of course, you know, if you're thirsty, I'm, I'm going to I'm not going to punish you for that. I'm going to I'm going to help you and I'm going to give you a drink. We're going to work out a way. We're going to work out together a way of doing this that, you know, my needs to like not have the kitchen floor flooded are going to be met. The child's needs to have a drink are met. And also if we can meet our child's needs to experiment and explore and and uh, make a mess in a way that is OK with us and OK with them, then we're going to work that into the relationship as well. And that's going to have a much more empowering outcome for all of us rather than than punishing it. Um, uh, you know, so, yeah, so that's what you're doing in that situation is you're really your focus is really on um, this direction of trying to help and support your child and not to dole out punishments. You know, how can I help you in this moment? I'm not thinking about, you know, I have to teach you. This is a teaching moment where you have to realize that your, your actions have consequences. So we're really trusting our children's natural ability to be respectful and kind and generous. We don't need to have these made up consequences for them to learn how to behave well. They will naturally want to behave like, you know, gentle, kind and, and, and generous humans whenever we model that behavior to them. So that you're off the hook. You don't have to make these uh, these consequences for in order for your child to learn. Um, OK, so if there is and like I said, if there is a genuine like unengineered consequence it will happen without effort without a teaching moment without whatever it is but the, the important thing is that if you know if something difficult does happen um then uh i'm thinking i'm i'm laughing i'm just uh, uh, uh an example popped into my head that there were a parent was sharing sharing with me that their child did the you know rang the doorbell and ran away um to a neighbor's house and the neighbor caught them and came out and and was really cross about it for whatever reason was going on for them that they they were quite cross about it and the you know the child was so deeply embarrassed and was like oh my goodness suddenly realized the impact that had had on somebody else and now somebody else had, that they didn't know was cross with them and you know um so that 
that that child learned a lot from that so but what we can do and I think what um our responsibility as a parent to do in that moment is to be on our child's side and support them and go oh that sounds really hard you know this is what happened and instead of joining in the 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 punishment and being cross with them about it is um actually really helping them with that to process that so they they know a child is grounded in knowing that you are going to support them that you are going to try and understand what was going on and you know it's not like you're just letting them away with doing these type of things but you're you're supporting them through and you're like you know of course there will be a time and a place to have that conversation you know what do you think was going on for that man how do how did he feel that you were knocking his door and running away do you think that's a good idea um so you can have all those conversations afterwards and that's going to help your child but what's not going to help is if you come down really hard on them and and uh and punish them in that moment and if they have had like there is a natural consequence there of like actually being caught out um in in that situation and feeling like really embarrassed about it and um, but whenever there is like a natural consequence like that um a child needs support with those emotions that that fear and embarrassment and worry and anxiety and all those things that are going to come up as a result of that actual natural consequence so what a child really needs is and support with the emotions around it so that they can actually learn from that instead of it going in as a hurt like this like pain or, or this like discomfort that's gone into their system and is going to actually hold them back that we can help them to process the emotions around it and support them around it so I think that's really important as well when there is a natural consequence that our a child knows that they have our support with whatever feelings come up around that um so I also invite you to think about um to notice if you're trying to invent a consequence uh, and if you do notice that to ask yourself you know what is the purpose here really what am I trying to achieve through this um and maybe ask yourself you know what's your motivation um and I really think that and it's it's easy to fall into these patterns if the motivation is to teach your child a lesson or to make sure they never do it again um, or to make them realize that this is wrong, then, you know, then that's tipping into that sort of behaviors model into the into the punishment model. And um, yes, it's going to happen. Um, you're, yes, this is a new way of, 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 res of responding and relating to your child. But I invite you to keep returning to connection, keep reminding yourself that the option is there to choose connection, to protect that parent-child relationship that is so essential to build the trust and build safety and build good communication and collaboration and cooperation between you and your child but and you know that that relationship is always there to be repaired to be worked on to be nurtured and um, and connection is really how you do that it's how to hold that parent-child relationship in place Okay, so those are my thoughts on natural consequences, logical consequences, punishments, rewards. I would absolutely love to hear your thoughts on it um, and your journey with this. So please, by all means, um, message me, email me, get in touch. I would absolutely love, I love this conversation around consequences, rewards, punishments, um, because it's it stretched me so much in my own parenting um and I've come I've been on such a journey with it um so I I'm so curious about other people's journey with it other people's thoughts on it so uh, by all means hit reply if you received this by email or um comment get, get onto my Instagram page at Pam Parent Coach send me a little message 
and let me know how this landed with you. I would absolutely love to hear. Thanks very much. Talk to you next time. Would you like to get your kids listening so you don't have to shout and instead you can start enjoying being a parent? Then pop along to my website, pamtheparentcoach.com or follow the link in the show notes to get signed up to my next virtual masterclass. See you next time.